Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, January 11th. It is six minutes after 10, and this is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Chris Ballard now embarking on his seventh offseason as the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. One of the first big steps in that process came yesterday when he held his season-ending press conference. It lasted about 45 minutes, and in his opening statement, he said, I failed. <laughs> now, okay, so... Here's the thing. I don't know which made me want to throw up more, and it was on the same day, having to listen to that Chris Ballard press conference <laughs> or Eric Holcomb's State of the State. And you know, when I get a little unhinged about things, we've got to bring in voices of reason. And mm-hmm. so the voice of reason that's going to try to walk me off a ledge today, you know him. He is an Indianapolis legend, one half yeah. of the Kevin and Query show, which you can hear uh, weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on 1075 93.5, The Fan, The Great Jay Query. Am I being unreasonable to say that I was totally disgusted with that press conference yesterday? Uh, well, I think you're unreasonable by general rule, but <laughs> no, um, I think that's fair, Robin. I'll tell you why. Chris Ballard is, if there's one thing about him that I'll give him credit for, I mean, there are probably a lot of areas you could, I guess, but you know, he's very transparent. And one of the most transparent things he has said is when he said, I failed. And he, he has it to this point. Um, I think that Ballard had kind of a PR problem in the fact that I think fans were getting turned off by kind of the I'm the smartest guy in the room aura Mm -hmm. all the time. So for him to, I think he knew that he had to show some humility and he did that. But part of the reality of professional sports is humility is great, but you still have to have results and they have not had results and he knows that. So there's a lot of pressure on him here and a lot of that pressure comes from the fact that uh, the quarterback position is not only in the NFL the most important position, it might be the most important position in professional sports. And now he is in a situation where he's been kind of painted into a corner where he's going to have to get a quarterback that's going to be here for more than a year. You guys were talking about this this morning on The Fan, and I think it was you who said, I mean, the the, the obsession with not drafting a quarterback And he said it yesterday where it's like he acknowledges I'm going to have to do it or I'll be run out of this town. Like they will throw me on a rail car and run me out of this town. But he doesn't want to do it even now. Right. I I think this is what it comes down to, guys, is, you know, I likened it to when I was in college and they kept saying to me, like, look, you're going to have to take algebra. And I knew that I had to take it, (laughs) but I never got out of the university division because I kept staving algebra because I knew that that was going to be my biggest challenge and I couldn't grasp it. And I think that he knew as a general manager that once you draft a quarterback, the clock starts on you. That's truly the measure of a general manager is how are they building a team around a quarterback that they selected? And he was able to, via free agency, just continue to do one-year Band-Aids. And then that has failed to the point now where I think the owner, in particular Jim Mersey, has said, look – you have to draft a quarterback, and he knows that truly is where the clock starts on a GM, and you either sink 
or swim with that player, and you got to get the the pick right, and I think that's why he staved it. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Jake Query from The Fan is joining us. We're talking about Chris Ballard and his press conference he had yesterday. He said, looking back on it, when you're changing quarterbacks every year, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. It's tough on the team. So who is the Colts' starting quarterback next year, and who should it be? Great question. I think the answer probably is the same in the fact that it's going to be someone that they draft. Uh, and Matt Ryan is still under contract, and he he kind of tipped his hand that he would be open to Matt Ryan coming back. But it just it doesn't do you any good, Casey, at that point because you know he's going to be here one year, mm-hmm. and at some point you've got to start organically growing the plant, right? Like you've got to plant the seed, you've got to water it, you've got to cultivate it. So the problem I had with his comment there about, hey, it's too challenging when you go, well, that wasn't a problem I created. It right. wasn't a problem Jim Mercer mm-hmm. created. That was, Chris Ballard was the one that kept going back to that. So don't don't tell me about a problem when in actuality you are the one that went that route, not one, not two, but three years in a row. Why does he keep getting so many chances? Like in our business, if, we, if our ratings or your ratings were as poor as his performance has been year in and year out, we would have been out of here a long time ago. But yet this dude, it seems like no matter how bad they do, he just keeps coming back. It, it is my belief, Rob, and I'll try to do it concise because I know you're up against it, but it is my belief that Jim Mersey who at one time was the general manager many years ago and didn't have a lot of success and obviously is the owner of the franchise. The best success that this franchise had was when Bill Pullian was running it and had complete autonomy and became almost synonymous with the franchise. I believe that Jim Mercer since then has desired to get back to his own second opportunity to show that he has football acumen. And the best way to do that is to have young guys in that position that have to kind of defer to him. That never works, does call it? call him that Mr. Ursay. That never works. I, Jerry Jones tried that for, it still is trying it. Look, Mike McCarthy's his coach. It never works. It's good to be the guy signing the paycheck. Hey, right? before I let you go, I have a really great idea that I've put out there. And I want you to, because you are Mr. Indiana Sports. Okay. You can, you can reject this. You can say this, Rob, this is the greatest idea ever. I think we all know the coach is not the problem here. I think we, many of us believe the top guy, that being the owner is the problem so here's the theory we pick a random season ticket holder okay (laughs) the people who are in we draw a name it could be Susie jones it could be sam davis it could be whoever and if that coach can do better then four, twelve, and one. Ursay's got to sell the team. What do you think? Uh, I like the idea. Zero chance in the hell that he goes for that. I like the idea. That, hey, let me tell you. When his dad was running it, when Bob Ursay was running it, they basically had fans calling plays from the press. It's like, who wants to call the next play? That's basically how they did it. And Jim Ursay's tried hard not to become his dad. Uh, Jake Query, one of the great broadcasters, certainly sports minds here in Central Indiana. Uh, 107.5, 93.5, the fan. Kevin and Query weekdays. Thank you, my friend. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.